The F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is having their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. And go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Shady to enter the Shady Rays Parlay of the Day contest. We're also brought to you by SGPN's Draft Week. All week long, SGPN has you covered with draft props, mock drafts, and our live NFL draft watch party. So make sure to smash that subscribe button at youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. Get ready for speed. You just wait, sunshine. You just wait. Get ready for the passion. To whom it may concern you. Get ready for the raw emotion. See, ragazzi! Grazie, grazie, grazie! Dai, forza Ferrari! Get ready for the F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Z. One would think that we have forgotten how to do this. This is, of course, the F1 Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez, And for the first time in what feels like forever... The F1 drivers will be taking the track once more for the Azerbaijan Grand Prix uh, in Azerbaijan. This is going to be, again, a race, finally, and I'm excited for it, Cody. I know you are as well. Yeah, I mean, with as as early as we knew that the, the Chinese Grand Prix was not going to be happening, right? It's not like that was recently canceled. Could we have figured something out to fill this gap of space? But, oh, well, they are back. And uh, we were, yeah, we were before we got on here. We were looking ahead at the schedule and got a stretch of some races coming up here in the in the relative near future. So I'm excited for that. Glad F1 is back finally. A nice uh, early morning race for everyone in the United States. Our first sprint race of the of the year. They've changed up those rules a little bit, so we'll have to talk about that for sure. Uh, I think there's six races, uh, six Grand Prix that have sprint races in them this year. So going to be an even bigger part uh, of everything. Um, and yeah, it's uh, man, I'm just I'm glad it's back finally. Always love me some F1 racing. Yeah, it definitely throws a, a lot of stuff off kilter from what we're used to. Obviously, that sprint format mix up. Uh, obviously, Friday is going to be practice, and uh, and then they're going to do the sprint thing on Saturday as a standalone. Uh, it used to be that it was part of the qualifying and and kind of led into the starting grid. But that no longer happens now. Literally, it's just a standalone sprint uh, event, and it has no outcome over how they start on the grid. I mean, thank goodness for that. I, I think it kind of threw a little more into the wrench and made it a little more difficult to bet. Uh, but th- you know, now that we know that Friday is free practice, right? And then, of course, we we go into the weekend almost as we normally would, except for just that little hiccup on Saturday. Yeah, exactly. And and yeah, so like you said, yeah, just a one free practice on Friday. Then they'll qualify for to start the setting lineup for the starting lineup rather for Sunday. Uh will they'll qualify that on Friday as well. Um and that will be the lineup for Sunday's race. Then they'll have the little sprint shootout. Basically going to be enough time to run one, maybe two laps 
get your time in. You're going to have to be more precise early on in your qualifying lap. You're not going to have that chance to get a few warm-up laps, practice, change your tires, and then go try and lay down your lap. Uh, or yeah, and, and then that sprint shootout will set the uh, lineup for the sprint race. Then, of course, we'll have the sprint race, and that will pay out eight points to win, seven for second, so on, uh, obviously, through the top eight. So, I mean, for all most of these teams, other than Red Bull, of course, uh, these points could mean a lot, right? And they could go a long ways towards who gets second in the constructors because we all know that's what we're racing for at this point, where some other teams and drivers finish at. Most likely, of course, I got to say that because, you know, things could change maybe potentially some year eventually down the road. But, uh, no, I think, it, I think it is good that they're going to set the race lineup separately and not have the sprint affect it. Uh, and I think that this is going to be a better way to do it. So I like it. It's still going to pay out its points. It's meaningful in its own way. It's basically the next practices. Instead of having, you know, FP2, FP3, you're going to have these, the sprint shootout, the sprint race instead. Um, and so, yeah, I think that this is going to be a, a good change to it. it. It'll still give us that little exciting short sprint race as, as it's aptly named, of course. But uh, yeah, it's. I think that I'm a fan, at least, of these changes. And I think that it's going to provide for good racing in both the sprint and the race uh, and just an overall good weekend of, of F1 cars on the track. I concur. Uh, they have been racing at the Baku City Circuit since 2016. The drivers will take 51 laps around this six-kilometer racetrack for a total of 306 kilometers. There are 20 turns on this, two DRS zones, uh, one in between uh, turns one and two, and then another one in the uh, turn 20 area as well. This track is shaped like a key. I mean, basically, if you look at this track, it I, is... I think East, Easter just got done. I think it's uh, the little thing that you hold your, oh, your Easter eggs in when you're dying. That is it. Exactly. That's a what wand. I think of when I look at this. A yeah, bubble a wand, wand even. Yeah. That'll, or that'll a bubble, yeah, there you go. A bubble wand. Yeah, where where the uh, from about turn 7 to about turn 19 is a circle with tons of uh, of little zigs and zags in it. Whereas between 19 and, and turn one, uh, it basically stretches out for a, a pretty decent size uh, straightaway. And then it's a very sharp 90 degree corner of, through turn ones and two, and then turn three also. So in between turns two and three is another straightaway, which is the first DRS zone. And then you get a 90 degree turn in turn three, a 90 degree turn in turn four. And then you head into the, the bubble wand, the bubble wand part of uh, this SpongeBob would love this track if nothing else, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Also, <laughs> we skipped over, of course, the biggest news, uh, the rumor out there. Fernando Alonso has himself a new girlfriend. All you uh, Swifty fans, uh, Taylor Swift. I don't think that's been confirmed officially, but that is the rumor. So I don't know which one of them is the luckier party. Lucky on both sides, I guess. But uh, that's quite the uh, quite the all star pairing there. Eight. Hey. Chicks dig second place. I don't. I don't know third place. I don't know what it is. Oh damn! Shots fired. All, all I'm saying. Hey, listen. But here's the thing. I I very much. It's it's crazy to see that. And he. She's just she's just looking for more material. She needs the. She'll have a song out next year about fast cars. Fast cars. Broke my heart. And <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there's a ton to go off of on that. But uh, I don't know. Maybe it'll make him drive a little faster. I'll talk about that in a little bit as well. Um, so. Uh, all right, well, we'll start laying down some bets. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, we'll start breaking down this race for you and giving you 
our favorite bets as we always do. Like I said, it feels a little rusty, but I think we can ease back into it with F1 uh, and give you some good bets like we always do. But first, let us tell you about Shady Ray's Parlay of the Day contest. We are running a special Parlay of the Day contest for people who have bought Shady Ray's sunglasses using that promo code SGPN. Each and every day of the NFL Draft, the Sports Gambling Podcast is going to release a Shady Ray's Parlay of the Day. If that parlay hits, the cash will be awarded to one lucky listener. How do you get in on it? Well, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady. That's S-H-A-D-Y to start getting shady. Our friends at Shady Rays, they got you covered, man, from the sun to the slopes. They got premium polarized sunglasses or customizable snow goggles and so much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company. They give you world-class product. That's not just, it's just as good as any expensive pair that we've ever worn in our lives. You get durable frames, extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures, and that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every single pair of sunglasses that you get is backed by their lost or broken replacements. So if you lose a pair, you break a pair, five minutes later, 10 minutes later, 10 years later, doesn't matter. They're going to send you a brand new pair. More importantly, they won't even ask you why or how it happened. So wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they got your back long after your purchase. And with Shady Rays, not only can you look good, you can also feel good. To date, they've donated over 20 million meals to help fight hunger with Feeding America. Plus, if you don't love these glasses, you're going to anyways. But if you don't, some people are hard to please. I get it. You can exchange them for a brand new pair or return them for free within the first 30 days. There's literally no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. This team has always got your back. So exclusively for you, Shady Rays is giving out the best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the code SGPN. Forget this, 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Go try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. 200,000 people. That is a lot of happy, happy customers. Love to see that. Love to hear it. So, uh, yes, definitely go take part in the Shady Rays contest. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. You're gonna you're gonna need those shady rays for the uh, the Las Vegas Grand Prix later on this season. I saw a report from Adam Stern over at Sports Business Journal. Uh, F1 has talked to construction companies. They're gonna work 20 hours a day to build the Las Vegas headquarters quickly. And once they get towards the end, it's gonna be 24 hour construction uh, operations. And uh, they say it will be the paragon for Formula One. The this will be by far be the biggest race we have to wait till november for that one unfortunately but that is going to be a freaking spectacle i'm very excited to see what they how they transform the streets of vegas into that grand prix that's uh it's going to be exciting but man these construction guys are going to be working their asses off to get this whole thing up and ready to go it's going to be pretty impressive to see what uh what the fia has in store for us there all I can say is that uh, if there's not uh, um, a, a croner up there on the track singing to us the whole way, I, I don't want to. A crooner, a croner, crooner, whatever. I don't yeah, care. Yeah. Whichever. Yeah, whichever. Um, all right. Well, let's give the people what they want. Let's set them up with some uh, some of our favorite picks for here from the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. We already gave you the, uh, the, the highlights of this track and what to expect. So let's give them what we want to happen on race let's- day. 
Let's do it, Rod. I'm going to start with the classified finishers bet. I'm going to take the over 16.5. This is minus 125 over on Barstool. Uh, looking back, and so far this season, over 16.5 has hit in all three races. Had 17 classified at Bahrain, 18 at Saudi Arabia, and 17 at Australia. Go back to last year in this race, there was only 16 uh, classified drivers. But if you remember, very early in that race, both Ferraris had their mechanical issues. Not saying that Ferrari has completely absolved themselves, of course, but if that did not happen early on in that race, it would have been 18 there as well. Um, and then you go back to 2021, and there was 18 as well in that one. So I think that based on recent trends at this track, even though technically didn't hit last year, it would have, I think, had those issues not arose and arisen early. Uh, and then with how things have been trending so far this year, I feel like the over 16.5 on the classified finishers is a pretty safe bet. These teams have had a few weeks to to tinker around and and hopefully test and make sure everything is running solid, running good, no early issues. Hopefully, Ferrari, get your shit together. But uh, I think I do think that we'll have over 16 and a half classified finishers. And at minus 125 over on Barstool, that's going to be the first bet to to lead off for me. You know, it does seem to me that they, you know, I'll have a few weeks off to to cool down. And, and the craziness that has been the first couple of weeks of this season, right? We saw some weather play into this. We saw uh, just some some really whacked out things happen. And, and for all that to happen and for them to still be able to have as many classified finishers as they've had, uh, I think that's a good testament. So I, I like this bet. It doesn't seem like a very high number, right? I mean, you, you get your, uh, your early exits by... Uh, the guys in in Mercedes, the the uh, McLarens or or the Alpines, maybe you know, but that's that's about it, really. I think they're going to be good uh, either way. So I like this bet. I like yeah, this and, and like weather looks clear. I think the sprint race helps with this because that's going to if there is any issues, that's going to give them time to work things out on the track, get things figured out, get comfortable with who they're going to be racing around and stuff. Um, hopefully tempers don't flare too much, but I think that things will be fine as far as that goes too, and. And so I think that helps the over 16 and a half case. I love it. Uh, all right. Well, I am going to take a head-to-head as my first. I was going to give a practice one out, but I, I feel like, uh, you know, with Friday practice, I, I'll just go ahead and give out a, a race day one. Probably give you guys a little bit more lead time as well. But I found a head-to-head, and this one's got Nico Hulkenberg over Alex Albon. Uh, and, and the Hulkenberg side of this is at minus 105. Um, I, I do like this a lot. It's been flip-flopped uh, to start the season for this, and it, they've sort of traded who finishes above the other in this one. But I feel like uh, Hulkenberg has actually got a pretty good handle on it since he's gotten back. Uh, in, in the first race of the season, Hulkenberg finished in 15th. Uh, Albon finished in 10th. Actually had a pretty good finish in Bahrain. In Saudi Arabia, um, this was actually a pretty good day for Nico. He finished 12th. And then, uh, of course, Albon had his troubles early, didn't finish in that one, uh, so he got caught up in the mix. Uh, last race out in Australia, um, this was Hulkenberg actually having a very fantastic day. Uh, he finished in seventh, uh, and then Albon actually uh, did not finish this race as well. So two DNFs in a row for Albon, whereas Hulkenberg is actually, uh, I guess he's finding his way back, right? I mean, he's, he's, he's figuring out how to do it again. Um, and has been driving that Haas car probably above its station, honestly. And a seventh place finish in Australia was was fantastic given the circumstances. Uh, remember, he actually didn't uh, he didn't start well 
Uh, and so and ending up in seventh place was pretty good for him at the end of that race. Like I said, I think he's got a pretty good thing going. Um, this Haas team, Gunther, has got it in the right direction now. Uh, and, and again, Albon is just struggling. He just hasn't had the what it takes. These Williams cars both have been sort of disappointing all season long. And uh, um, with Logan Sargent and, and Alex Albon, you know, for him to not finish two races in a row now, you get in a situation where kind of get in your head, right? And these Williams teams haven't had the the pace. Um, so I, I'm going to bet that uh, Hulkenberg will finish above Albon in this race. Again, minus 105 on this one. Yeah, I like this one a lot. Uh, again, it's just all about, you know, what have you done for me lately? How are things kind of trending? Hulkenberg's been getting just finishing, period. Albon's been struggling, so I think that's a good call out by you. Minus 105, you're not really paying any juice on it either, so uh, can't ever complain about that, especially when it comes to F1 betting, where we've talked about before, sometimes you, you have to take the juice a little bit more. Um, so I think that's a really good line on that one. I am going to take Lando Norris to finish in the points at plus 130. And also, I'm going to throw out there a top six at plus 900. Uh, both those lines are over on Caesars. Uh, originally, I was just going to take him with the points, but a top six uh, at plus 900, that just seems crazy. If I if I fully believe that he can finish in the points, which I do, you know, four extra spots from that 10th place in the top six, and at plus 900, that's sitting pretty for you. If the Ferraris do have a problem, right? That can help easily cash a bet like this. Um, but you go back to last season. He finished sixth place here, obviously. Uh, they are, I'm sorry, rather, last week I was looking at. He finished sixth place last week at Australia. So we know already that this season he can get it done. Um, he had, did have some trouble in the first two races. We saw the early, early issues to open up the season for um, the McLarens at Bahrain. But seemingly, the last couple of weeks, they've started to get things figured out. Go back to the last two races here. He finished in ninth place last year. Danny Ricardo in the other McLaren, of course, was in eighth place. Go back to 2021. He actually finished fifth place here, easily cashing that top six bet for you. And Ricardo was in ninth place. So obviously, Ricardo not in that car anymore. But the fact is, both McLarens in both races were inside the top 10. I think they can do that again. Lando seems to continue to just slowly improve he's one of those drivers you can rely on for as long as he doesn't have the mechanical problems we saw early um he can, he's a guy you can rely on to get that good solid finish i think he's going to find himself in the points at the end of the day and the ferraris have an issue if mercedes problems still keep coming up uh some big wreck happens maybe you won't cash your you're over 16.5 but if he sneaks into the top six you're not going to care anyways because that's going to be a plus 900 so i think that uh Points finish was the one that jumped out to me for sure, but I could not pass up the plus 900 for a top six just in case he improves that finish by a couple of spots. I mean, I've been big on Lando all season long anyways, and it's just a matter of at some point, you know, he will put it together again. Uh, he will find his way closer to the front. Uh, I think it's just a matter of time. But again, we talked about it just before we kind of hit the air, like with F1 for as as consistent or as as uh predictable as f1 is it is so difficult to be predictable and it's so difficult to bet on the predictability of it because more often than not those long shots that you're taking are are long shots for a reason you know the books they they tend to know that f1's a lot more predictable and they'll tighten up those odds and they'll, they'll give you a less favorable numbers to to bet on week in and week out so it is kind of frustrating and and 
tough at the same time. So uh, I like finding the value in, in Lando for the top six at plus 900, especially in a, in a situation where we see a lot of juiced up numbers. Uh, speaking of juiced up numbers, my next bet features the juiced up of juiced up numbers at the top, uh, whereas Max Verstappen is minus 250 to win the poll on this. Uh, but I'm not going to go there. Uh, I'm not going to tell you to place that bet. It's probably going to happen. Who knows? But Verstappen does not have a poll uh, on this track. So this is not uh, a place where you can just lock it in. Obviously, with as good as he's been this season, you kind of can't necessarily count it out. Uh, but again, at, at minus 250, this is just so very difficult to to want to try to find a way to make money off of this because it, it may may not happen, to be honest with you. Like I said, it's it's a matter of um, him never starting on the pole. His best start here was third, uh, and he started here from the grid third in the last two races. So where I will tell you to put your money is on Lewis Hamilton to win this poll. Barstool has him at 20 to 1 uh, to take the poll on this one. Where has Lewis Hamilton started over the last four races here on this track on the Baku City Circuit? Well, last season he started seventh, but we talked a lot about last season kind of being Mercedes, I don't know what it is. They just were having some grumpy seasons. They were having a, a grumpy year last year. They're trying to really hard to chase down Red Bull, and uh, unfortunately for them, uh, they really just weren't able to, to sort of make it click. But before that, Hamilton started in second in 2021, second in 2019, second in 2018, and on the pole in 2017. Lewis Hamilton has been in the front row in four out of the last five races on this track. I mean, look, again, he he hasn't necessarily gotten it done this season in qualifying. Started seventh in both uh, Bahrain and the next race after that and then uh, Saudi Arabia, rather, and then in Australia, he started in third, creeping his way back up to the front. This is one of those races that Lewis Hamilton has had success on. This is one that Lewis Hamilton has started in the front in. If somebody doesn't, if, if Max Verstappen doesn't get it done, I have a feeling that, uh, that Lewis Hamilton can at least get it started from the pole and sneak his way up there. It's just, it's a tough sell for anybody other than Lewis Hamilton, or other than Max Verstappen, rather, but uh, if I'm going to take a stab, I'll take a stab on Hamilton. Yeah, I, you know, you're never going to get an argument from me as far as Mercedes goes. I, uh, I, I can't stop betting on Mercedes. I'm going to have another Mercedes bet coming up, of course, soon, Rod. Uh, but, I, I mean, again, Hamilton, the struggles with Mercedes, we know they've been there despite what we saw at the end of last season. Like, we saw so much speed from them at the end of last season. I still have faith they're going to figure it out. Yes, Max, of course, likely going to be the fastest car, likely going to get the pole, all this stuff. The one other thing, there is only one practice session, so maybe they don't get Max's car quite to his liking before the practice. By the time we get to the race, of course, everything's going to be fine. But the one practice, then you're into qualifying for the race. Maybe um, Hamilton is able to score the pole there. So I like that. Next up for me, I'm going to go out on a little bit of a limb here, but this price, I, I just, I could not pass this up. You can get both Ferraris to score points, both Ferrari drivers to score points over on Caesars for minus 175. 
I get it, right? I get that that Ferrari has had the problems that they've had. But when you stack them up against the competition to just say these two Ferraris should be in the top 10, I know that we've got some other players up in the field now, but man, Ferrari is still one of the top teams, Rod. And at minus 175 for both of them to be up there, this shouldn't be that hard. Now, we're three races in and they've only done it in one of those races because there have been a few issues. But I think that Ferrari has had a couple of weeks. Everybody can maybe calm, collected, figure things out. The Ferraris are going to be fast. They've been fast here. Um, last year, I noted that they had their issues, but in the four previous races to that, all the way back to 2017, Ferraris both finished in the top 10 easily. I just stopped looking back at that point because you're different drivers. That's a long time ago, so I'm sure that goes back farther, but um, at least that recently. And last year, they were the fastest cars. Like Leclerc had the fastest lap early in the race. I believe he was leading when he actually had the problem that took him out of the race. Signs had been fast as well. Um, and so, again, as long as, as things can go their way, which I know is the biggest struggle, but I feel like if you'd have told me last year, you can get both Ferraris at minus 175 to finish in the points, like especially with the way they, things had started last season and how fast they were, they were the only ones who could beat and keep up with Red Bull to start the season. I, we're not that far removed from that. They're not suddenly not cars that should finish in the points. And as long as they don't have mechanical issues, both of these drivers should easily be inside of the top 10 and score those points. So give me both Ferrari drivers to score points, minus 175 over on Caesars. You say that, and this will be the one where they both just gack right the hell out. But I hope not, because again... Just lap one, and both of them just blow up and smoke. <laughs> and that bad. Somebody, these guys have got to get a turnaround. Ferrari's too good a team to keep having these struggles. It just, it feels to me as if... You know, it's that it's the case of where you're you're one of the best for so long and then you just burn out, right? You start to flame out because you've been so good for so long that it's hard to maintain that that success, which is why we're seeing um, some of these other other teams start to sneak up into the mix and, uh, you know, the Fernando Alonso's kind of get up in there, right? And, and Haas even getting into the top 10 when they've kind of been mired in the back for the last few seasons so uh yeah you're right i mean this is sort of like a uh the the smaller teams are starting to get a shot to to raise up and and to be good so uh i love it um all right well i'm going to go i'm going back to the well cody it's been a while since i've uh, suggested a fastest pit stop uh as red bull uh but that's because they hadn't been doing it and i wasn't going to tell you that they were going to do it but at minus 110 uh, this this is back on the map for me. They did it again last week. Again, Perez had a freaking blinding 2.1 uh, second pit stop. Just, I mean, I don't know what it is. Those guys, 2.11 seconds for Red Bull last week for, for Perez. Just blinding. The only other fastest stop for that was 2.1 for Ferrari. Uh, we talked about them getting it done in Saudi Arabia. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, it's just a matter of these guys are fast. They've been fast. They'll continue to be fast. And it tends to be Perez, right? It, it does, not normally Verstappen that gets the benefit of the, the fastest pit stops. It usually is Perez's his stop that gets it. Maybe because they know Verstappen's out front already anyways. So, you know, it's not like they're trying to get him any sort of track position with a fast pit stop. But uh, 
you know, for Perez, they, they've got to hurry up so that he can maintain second place. Uh, so, or, or, you know, try to trap anybody else behind him to keep him from getting second place. So, I, again, I like the minus 110 aspect of this one. That's why I went back to the well with them. They've, they've found their stride again last week in Australia. So, they're a tough team to beat on the pits. They really are. And at minus 110, we just talked about it earlier, the, a lot of these lines are juiced up to holy hell, right? And, and this is not at minus 175. This is not at minus 200. It's, it's a very reasonable price for something that will probably happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that it's, it's this low of a price, right? I mean, we've seen this number bounce around in the minus 200s before, and especially coming off the last event where they already had it. Red Bull is just fast at pit stops. That's something you've been on since day one of the show. You've cashed that bet more times than I can even count. Uh, so, yeah, go back to the well with it, especially at this price. Uh, th- this is a great price. Uh, I'm surprised you found it at this. So, yeah, but no arguments from me there. That, uh, this is the way to go. Yep. And, again, I, you could tune in and just I would just give you fastest pit stop Red Bull and probably call it a day. But that wouldn't be much of a show. Uh, but, again, I, <laughs> the value is there for the, this week for sure. So uh, if you want to auto bet it, you can. But this week, I, I definitely like it, especially at that price. So, um, all right, we'll give you some winners when we come back from our break. But let's take a second to tell you about Underdog Fantasy because we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NBA and NHL, NHL playoffs are here, and what better way to get down on some player prop parlays than over at Underdog Fantasy? Besides daily NHL, NBA, and MLB games, they've also already got NFL best ball drafts with a guaranteed half million dollars in prizes. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SG. SGPN. Part of SGPN's draft week, SGPN is holding a free NFL draft props contest exclusively for members of our Discord. As always, it's completely free to join, and the winner gets a $250 in cash, rather, and a $50 SGPN gift card. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord and go to the NFL channel for the sign-up link. Well, Cody, week in and week out, we tell you that Max Verstappen is probably going to win this race. Max Verstappen to win this race is at, uh, let's see what I, I had it here just a second ago. He's about minus 250 is the the range I've seen him in. Yeah, that's uh, about right. Time, yep. so. Minus yeah. 250, somewhere in that vicinity. Uh, it's it's insane. There's just no way that you're going to, uh, to find any. Yeah, minus 250 on Barstool for sure. So, listen, if that's a bet you want to make, Cody says it, you only pay the juice if you lose. More often than not this season, you haven't lost this bet. So, whatever it takes for you to cash, by all means, cash and win some money off of that. But we also recognize that this is racing and things can happen and cars can crash and batteries can die and Max could forget how to drive. May not happen, but if it does... We'll give you some other opportunities to uh, to bet and win this race as well. Yeah, again, you, you don't have to to even bet the winner if you don't want to. Nothing wrong with that. But at some of the odds that you get some of these other guys at, because Max is so ridiculously priced, we know that he can lose. We've already seen it once in three races. So that's that's a small sample size, but you've gotten the other result. We know he's good. We know he's minus 250 for a reason. It's not really worth betting that to us. So we'll sprinkle some other stuff out here. 
if you want to take it, you know, a, bl a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. And, and it's not like we're just tossing out, you know, I mean, you could get a million to one on some of these back markers. They're not going to win. These, some of these other guys on these bigger teams have a chance to win and just beat Max flat up. It hasn't happened in a while, but it can happen. Um, and then again, there are so many other issues, so many problems that can happen, things that can bite him. Um, and so if it comes to that, maybe one of these other guys can take it down. I'm going to throw out George Russell for the fastest lap at plus 1600. Uh, again, sometimes Mac just, Max just gets out there on cruise control. He doesn't really need that extra point. We've seen him make the point in the past on the race he didn't win and get that fastest lap on the last lap, of course. But when he's on cruise control 30 seconds ahead of the field, doesn't necessarily need to get it, doesn't focus on it, just running his race. Some of these other guys will try and score that point. George Russell, to me, is he's this young, talented guy. He's got a big, bright future. We've seen the glimpses. We saw it in his solid runs all season last season. He finally got that first victory. I think he could lay down the fastest lap at plus 1,600. This is another way for you to cash, even if Max runs away with this and wins this race. Um, and again, we know different guys can lay down fastest laps. You see that little purple clock change up and down the board all day. You just hope it ends on your driver at the end. Um, and then I'm going to take George Russell to win as well. He's plus 2,500 over on Caesars, uh, both those over on Caesars. Um, he was the third fastest car in the field last season. The two Red Bulls had the fastest laps ahead of him. But other than them, um, it was him. He did crash out last week early, but fourth place at Saudi Arabia, seventh to open the season at Bahrain. Been hanging up in there in the mix. Again, the Ferraris have problems. The Red Bulls have problems. Maybe he just comes out, lays down a heater in qualifying. Maybe it's him and Lewis. You know, Lewis gets the pole. He's out on the front row as well. They can take off. Lewis can play some defense for him. There are scenarios where things can happen. He could get the win. He could get that fastest lap running for it. So I'm going to take both the fastest lap at plus 1,600. Then I'm also going to take him to win at plus 2,500. Well, again, I he's due. He just feels like he's due again, right? I mean, he got his, his first win last season. It was, a, it was a good lift for him, good lift for Mercedes, good lift for that team. Um, but, yeah, it's just, I, I don't know. Between him and Lewis, I, I, I keep feeling like one of those guys is going to break through to beat Red Bull at some point, right? That's that's what they've been trying to do for so very, very long. It's the frustration of it all for both, all of these teams. But I think more Ferrari and Mercedes, obviously, uh, to do it. Um, all right, well. I'm going to go ahead and take the new bow uh, or boo or boo or whatever of Taylor Swift, and that is Fernando Alonso to win this race at 12 to 1. Uh, what a great story Fernando has been, right? I mean, taking this uh, this team on his back, his brand new team, and and just it's it's crazy to me for Aston Martin to be as good right now as they are. And of course, that's largely in part to uh, what Fernando Alonso has been able to do. This season, I mean, he's mired in that third-place spot. He finished third in all three races this season, Bahrain, Saudi Arabia, Australia. Uh, but what more, what's been more impressive, though, is the fact that he's been starting up front. He started fifth in Bahrain. He started second uh, in, on the inside pole uh, in Saudi Arabia and fourth in Australia. So this isn't just a matter of him kind of lucking his way into the front. He's actually started up front with the big boys. He started with the Max Verstappens. He started with the Perez's. He started alongside the Hamiltons, the Russells, the the Leclerc's, the Signs. He started in those those with those drivers that, you know, he's a world champion himself. 
right? So it's not as if he's a bad driver. He just was suffering uh, quite a bit in, in his Alpine rides and his McLaren rides, right? But now, for whatever reason, he seemed to elevate Aston Martin, which is good. But even in the old Alpine rides and the old McLaren rides, it's not as if he was bad on this track. He's got a ninth place finish in 2017, a seventh place in 2018, a sixth in 2021, and then a seventh last season in that Alpine uh, uh, after starting 10th. So, again, it, this is not something that I think is going to be a lock. Uh, I do believe that Max Verstappen has a stranglehold on this season, on this field. It's going to be tough to pry it out of his hands. But if you're telling me that the guy who is now riding high uh, in his new in his new team with three third place finishes, it's just a matter of time before that third place turns into a first. Now he could be feeling a lot better with his brand new girlfriend, uh, who's killing it now on on her own Spotify channel. Um, but you know, look, all I'm saying is that Fernando Alonso has done great things this season, and it, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to think that they've had some time to cook up a way to push that that uh, finish up another couple of notches. And, and we're probably in for a good show, I think, if anything, given uh, what Fernando Alonso has been able to do so far. Yeah, I like it. I mean, he's been the next best guy to the Red Bulls. Uh, again, anything can happen in these races. He's proven his worth this year. He's proven he can get it done with the podium finishes, running up front, starting up front, keeping it up there. We know he can win races. Um, I think it's only a matter of time before he finds himself back at the top of the podium, 12 to one. Why not this weekend? Why not this weekend? And, and that's the thing too, Fernando Alonso, he's let, let's not forget. He's got 32 wins in his career. Now, granted he has no small feet. No, no, he hasn't won one since 2013. So, I mean, that's, it's been a 10 years since he's won a race, but how many podiums has he had since then too? It's, it's, you know, it's, you almost can't even look at that lull he had because of the equipment he was in. Exactly, yeah. 101 podiums. That's that's fantastic over his 20 years of racing. Just gaudy numbers for a guy like that, right? So, uh, Especially, And even more impressive when you think about how the last 10 have been horrible. So he did that all in the first 10. So, yeah, it's. Uh, I think he's he's got one coming. I think that he's definitely going to be a guy to keep an eye on. He, he's been the next best car to the Red Bulls so far this season so he can get it done i think he can uh all right get out your pen and paper it's time to go over our bets for the azerbaijan grand prix happening this weekend cody started you off with over 16 and a half classified finishers at minus 125 i follow that up with nico hokenberg over alex albon at minus 105 cody gave you lando norris to finish in the points at plus 130, then followed that up with a top six finish at plus 900. I gave you Lewis Hamilton to sneak his way up to the pole at 20 to 1. And then Cody followed it up with both drivers in the Ferrari to score points at minus 175. I went back to the fastest pit stop with Red Bull at minus 110. Cody gave you uh, Russell at the fastest lap at 16 uh, to 1. And then, of course, followed it up with Russell to win at 25 to 1 and I tossed out Alonzo to win this race at plus 1200 but again we got to watch this race we got to see how it all plays out that new twist on Saturday could throw a wrench into some stuff 
Uh, obviously, it's not going to count really for the race on Sunday anymore, but um, who knows what happens in that race and who knows what kind of uh, repairs somebody's going to have to make on a car that may toss them out on Sunday as, as a bad thing uh, overall. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be exciting. Uh, those points going to be worth a lot to a lot of these guys. They're going to be going hard for it. Should be a, a fun, good weekend of racing. It sure will. Uh, all right. Well, Cody, let's uh, go ahead and wrap things up. Why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. Uh, going to have my NFL mock draft 2.0 dropping here soon. Uh, check that out before the draft takes place on Thursday. Um, and then, yeah, we've got a fun contest going on with the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Make sure you go check that out. Follow us on Twitter as well at F1 Gambling Pod. And uh, yeah, let's cash some bets this weekend, Rod. I'm excited. I'm excited too. Again, these these bets, they've been cashing. They've been cashing this year. So hopefully you've been uh, able to win some money from us. Hopefully you've been able to tail some of these, these bets and to have fun doing it. Because ultimately, that's what it's all about. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bout, everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's in between media for the NASCAR part of it, the back road happening on Thursdays. Uh, again, follow us on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. We have some fun there talking NASCAR. Uh, but if your true love is F1, stick with us. We've got a good long stretch of races coming up to talk about. So uh, let's have some fun this weekend. Let's have some fun in Azerbaijan. So until then, let's go racing and let it ride.